Why aren't all roosters deaf? What? Hey, if you're on time here, how dare you? This is season seven of Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Listen, laugh, and learn. Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. And this week, we scoured the internet and other sources and used our amazing staff to get this totally useless information just for you. Plus, we will answer your questions in the mailbag segment and in news from around the world, you can bet your ass it's a python. Totally useless information. It's everything you never needed to know. You know. Yes. People people say, oh, Roy makes the sex jokes and all this stuff. But it's Nick who has the potty mouth, the complete what? potty mouth. What did I say? You said ass. Yeah, you can bet your ass, but it's not a python. Oh, okay. Well, you'll have to find out till later in the show. Animal, 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 crazy animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pink flamingos. Now, we spoke about pink flamingos in another show, and we knew that they were born gray. We also knew that they eat pink Florida Gulf shrimp. And mm-hmm. that's what we said turns their feathers pink. Right. But it's not true. What? Well, it is true, but it's a half truth. But when Nick and I make a mistake, we fess up to it. This will be the first time. Okay. So yeah. Oh, excuse me. This year, yes. They eat the pink shrimp. That is true. But it's a combination of things. It's the shrimp plus a particular blue algae that only grows in that region. So if they just ate the pink shrimp, they wouldn't turn pink. They need this particular blue algae, which contains a substance called canthaxanthin. Canthaxanthin. Say that one 10 times. You'll turn pink. (laughs) I was going to say we were half right. Which half did we get wrong? Right. Well, but that's why it's the only, because they have pink shrimp in other places, but that's why the flamingos only turn pink down there. So we, we, we stand corrected, folks. That's right. On one leg, we stand corrected, just like a flamingo. Right. Sometimes we kneel corrected. Sometimes we lay there with a, a ball gag in our mouth and handcuffs. But, you know, I mean, that's us. Yeah, that's another topic what we call sex. Uh, <laughs> how about some musical cows? A dairy cow will produce up to 3% more milk when listening to music. Oh, really? Anything else. They can listen to all kinds of music except country music. Especially, apparently, according to research, Willie Nelson. Oh, Willie Nelson, yeah. They, they won't give milk with Willie Nelson. No, you know. no. They, they need... might smoke a few joints, but they're not going to give milk. That's right. They, they may not pay their taxes, but they're not going to give milk. <laughs> they really prefer something with a good beat, and I guess Willie Nelson doesn't have any um, good beats at all. Well, I'll tell you the truth. If you get enough of a beat going, you get butter. i can't believe it's but wow that's hilarious great one animal has colonized almost every area of planet earth Mm -hmm. now you might say human because it makes sense right but it's not even close there's one animal just about every single place of the earth and that is the ant Oh, followed by the uncle. No, no, I'm joking. That's <laughs> yeah. the that's the ant. The ant is almost on every 
space of the globe. Except for Antarctica. No, they're probably there too. Who knows? They're, but they're cute with the little parkers on. Yeah. Very... <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> uh, a kangaroo mouse, even though it's named after the Australian animal, has nothing to do with it. The kangaroo mouse lives in the Nevada desert. And mm. since it resides in such a dry area, it's learned to adapt by getting all kinds of hydration it needs via the seeds it eats. This oh. means that the kangaroo... What, have you ever eaten seeds? Seeds? Yes. Oh, yes. I love uh, sesame seeds, uh, pumpkin seeds. Yes, so I eat seeds. Great. And you're not a kangaroo mouse? No, 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 no. No, no. go on. But this, we know what this means, though, is kangaroo, a kangaroo mouse never drinks water. It doesn't need it. So oh, if gets it, it from the seeds? Exactly, just like you do. So you're well hydrated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I also know another mouse that he gets, he gets his uh, money uh, and stuff and, and food from his place that he owns. It's called Disney World. Oh, wow. His name is Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Mickey Mouse, yes. And he survives on taking family's money. <laughs> you know, okay, here's an aside. Hold on. Speaking of Mickey Mouse, so isn't it, you know, amazing how it's a multi-billion dollar industry, right? That is that, you know, Walt Disney World, Disney products, and all of, you know, the licensing of a Mickey Mouse and such. If you want to degrade a company or something, that's oh, just a Mickey Mouse operation. Really, that means it's a multi-million dollar operation. It's successful. Boy, oh boy, is yeah. it ever. Yeah. The horizontal lizard. What? Yeah. The horizontal lizard has a strange defense mechanism. Does it do the horizontal mamba? Their crazy defense mechanism is that they can shoot blood from their eyes three feet. So if another animal comes up on them and they're getting scared, they shoot blood at them from their, from their eyes. Now, if you're another animal, you know, it's one thing that a dog bark or somebody hiss, a cat hisses. Yeah. But... Another animal, like somebody walks up to me and starts shooting blood out of their eyes. I'm getting the hell out of there. I don't care. I'm not messing with this person, you know, unless I got like a 357 Magnum and I'm going to shoot it in the head. <laughs> yeah. The you know? blood, so that's the, a zombie. Zombies do that. Yeah. And then blood will come out of everywhere, not just their eyes at that point. Yeah. yeah have, you, have you seen any zombies since your dates in high school? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Come on. We're coming up on, uh, let's see, this is 2023. So we're coming up on the uh, 42nd anniversary since we graduated high school. 42 yeah. years. 42nd, just like the street. Yes. <laughs> wow. Um, so some animals live in a sub-Nivian zone, sub meaning beneath, of course, and niv translates from the Latin as snow. The sub-Nivian zone is an opening beneath the snow where small animals live during the winter. With connecting like the Antarctic ants with the cute little outfits. <laughs> the little parkas where they need to. If they're beneath the snow, they need to keep yeah. warm with the parkas, of course. Right. So they have connecting tunnels made by them for them to travel through, hunt prey, and gather plant material. Now, this is really important. It only takes six inches of yeah. snow for mice and shrews to have a sturdy roof over their heads and roomy living quarters below. Yeah, yeah. You always want to check that six inches to make sure that your shrew is is okay. That's you know? right. What was the, okay? Back to that. Let's, let's put another Rodney Dangerfield line from Back to School. I like to tame your shrew. <laughs> <laughs> 
Roosters. This was my teaser. Yes. Roosters are annoying. They can that's be. It. Yeah. No, that's it. That's the fact. No, okay. they are. In fact, I had a neighbor once that had a rooster on when I had property here in Florida. Uh-huh. And that rooster, I swear, my dog tried to kill it. I was so happy. I was so proud of my dog. I was like, good boy. No. <laughs> Fetch. Yeah. But roosters are so annoying. But did you know this? They would go deaf from their own cockadoodle-doos, okay, if they didn't have the mechanism that when they crow, they turn their ears backwards. Oh. So, that- so they can't hear or muffles the sound of their own crow. So yep. when we've seen roosters crow, they often tilt their heads, and that's why. So they, they can't hear themselves. Kind of like drunk people at karaoke. <laughs> That's right. They tilt their heads. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> you light up my life. Oh, wow. Like uh, a flashlight in the wrong spot. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that is. Uh, color. How about some colored changing weasels? Again, sounds mm-hmm. like high school. The, there are three species of weasels that change from brown to white in the winter. Mm-hmm. Including the least weasel, as opposed to the most weasel, the long-tailed. Was what's that? I said probably Pro- the more weasel. The yeah, right. Including the least weasel. Now it's the more weasel, the long-tailed weasel, and the short-tailed oh. weasel. Oh yeah, yeah, they're they're different. Yeah, they are. So in the winter, they change from brown to white. Maybe it's because to camouflage themselves from their enemies in the snow. Sure. I guess they turn white in the snow. Yeah. Well, if they were brown, they'd stand out like a sore weasel. <laughs> yes, they would be sore. <laughs> You're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Thank you for joining us for yet another another year. Here we are, 2023. We hope your holidays went well. Our holidays were okay, which is why we're here today. Uh, you know, <laughs> folks, when we started this thing, we thought we'd probably do three or four shows and then nobody would ever want to hear from us again. <laughs> That's not the case at all. In fact, there are only three or four people who have yet to hear our show. We're in 66 countries. We're also coast to coast to coast in Canada. Yes, Canada has three coasts on the iHeartRadio Talk Network. And uh, we really appreciate all of your support. And we're really stoked and excited because on our website, nickandroy.com, you have opportunities to send your loved one a birthday message. And now, brand new for a brand new year, anniversary messages. People are flipping out. And by the way, people that forced us into doing the anniversary message. They, they, we had so many requests for anniversary messages. Could you do an anniversary message? Could you do it just like the birthday? Folks, if you don't know what we're talking about, go to nickandroy.com, click on birthday message. You are going to see, it's a, it's a mini show that we do with all totally useless information for your loved ones, and they are going to flip out. They are going to, I'm telling you, they send it to everybody. We get comments from people, friends of theirs, that, oh, my God, how do I get one of these? You know, how do I do, you know. So NickandRoy.com, NickandRoy.com, go on birthday messages. It is the greatest gift of all time, and it's inexpensive. Exactly. Website is NickandRoy.com. Welcome in. Bienvenue. Benvenuto. Buzur. Welcome to Customs and Traditions with Nick and Roy. Did she say bosom? No, boozoo. 
Oh. Yeah, I forget what language that is, but she's basically saying welcome in many different languages. I thought she was cursed. No, no, she's a multilingual um, talent that she is. Yeah, she's quite the linguist. She is. We had Linguini the other day. Yeah. Uh, Here's my teaser. Don't... (laughs) Don't show up on time in Venezuela. Don't. Just don't, okay? No. Oh, no. Arriving on time in Venezuela is considered rude, and it's recommended that you get there at least 15 minutes later than the scheduled time. Guests who reach on time are looked down upon Mm -hmm. as being too eager and greedy. So get the heck out of here. You're too early. But I'm on time. No, you should be here 15 minutes from now, so you're 15 minutes late from being on time. Got it? Wow. That's crazy, though. And that's where? In Venezuela? Venezuela, yes. Yeah. And to go out to dinner, you need a suitcase of money. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But if you want, you tell the people, listen, I'm going to pay you in 15 minutes. Then you just eat and run. Ah. (laughs) Dine and dash. Yeah, dine and dash. There you go. Since... 1887, I love this custom. February 2nd, the nation waits to hear from a Pennsylvania resident. His name? Punza Tony Phil. Mm -hmm. Plus, guess what? Punza Tony Phil has his own club. He does. It's the the Punza Tony Groundhog Club. You have to really go through the ringer to become a member of this club. It's a lot of work. They take care of Punxsutawney, who, by the way, is the groundhog from Groundhog Day. But they take care of him only when they're dressed in black suits. Do they feed him and so on and so forth? They pamper Punxsutawney Phil for that one particular day that he will tell us where the spring is coming. Well, up here in in Canada, we have, uh, at least in Ontario, Wyrton Willie. Yes, yes. Yeah, Wyrton Willie. Uh, Wyrton, Ontario is, I'm in Toronto, Canada, Roy is in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Uh, Wyrton is a good couple of hours north of, uh, of Toronto and, uh, it's cold up there and snowy. And a few years mm-hmm. ago, Wyrton Willie died. Yeah. Yeah. Down here in Florida, we have a, a custom, cause it's warm down here. We put on speedos and it's called Wiry Willie. <laughs> right. And you eat all the pink flamingos you want. Yeah, yeah. People search the beach to find the wiry willy. Now, know, so for my next, so it's rather fun to be honest. You know, absolutely. Now, I don't want to confuse anybody because you know this is totally useless information with Nick and Roy. After all, okay, I was yeah. speaking to us really. Don't get confused. In a pre, and this is really weird, but in a pre-wedding German wedding. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a German tradition. Friends and family of the bride and groom, they come together and they break dishes. Oh, yeah. Now, you're thinking, yeah. don't the Greeks do that? That's a whole different oppa thing and whatever. But according to a pre-wedding German tradition, the fr- family and friends of the bride and groom get together, break the dishes. Then the bride and groom have to clean up the mess. This way, they get to practice working together in difficult times. That's what tradition is all about. So they break the, the dishes, and then they have... So them. let's see. They come in the house, right. ransack the place. Right. And while the bride and groom are crying, they're going, why did this happen to us? They go, don't worry, we're teaching you something. That's right. Exactly. And they, and they have to really clean up fast because they want to get to like more important things. Exactly. Like, like, the, like cooking. Yeah. Like the laundry. Like the hosen. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. In Denmark, the country known for nothing, <laughs> but close enough to Sweden to lay claim to half of ABBA. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, yes. Danes, when they just want to lay back, hang out, walk the dog, have a cup of coffee, a little picnic, you know, like if you're in New York, you do it in Central Park. If you're in Boston, you go to one of the nice parks and you have a little picnic, maybe a cup of coffee, just take a breather. No, no, no. In Denmark, they do these things in the cemetery. Oh. There are very few parks. They use their cemeteries as parks, which kind of makes pretty good sense because they are kind of tranquil because most of the people are dead. Mm-hmm. Most? They're not making it. They're not making a stink, right? No. Well, they might be stinking, no. but they're not speaking. No. But maybe they are, but <laughs> then you're in the wrong park. But having said that, I think it's a pretty good idea. Some of these cemeteries are beautiful, and why not sit on a park bench in a cemetery, rather peaceful, serene, have a little picnic? There is a, there's a, a cemetery not too far from where I live, and um, in the summertime, I love walking through the cemetery. Now, there's, there's a path there, of course. It's a paved path. And it's, mm-hmm. it is so tranquil and it's beautiful. The trees, and if it's a nice warm summer day, yes, we do have four seasons. Do you visit the grave of Wiry Willie? Is you that know, where you go? No, that's not what I do. No, absolutely <laughs> not. People think he's because. Got, he's got a, a, a beautiful tombstone shaped like a pole. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Um, so, you know, there's some people who think up here in Canada, all it does is snow. No, we have. At least in Toronto, we have uh, four seasons. At least three days of nice weather, but go ahead. <laughs> well, the the, uh, the old joke about Winnipeg, which is like the Midwest part of, of uh, mid- middle of Canada. I mean, it gets really cold. They say it's um, eight months of winter and four months of poor skating. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is rather dark tradition, okay? Yes. In a particularly disturbing custom followed by Roman gypsies, mm. kidnapping, sorry, a Romanian, pardon me, not Romans, but the Romanian gypsies, different yes. kind. Kidnapping it's the remainder of the gypsies. That's right. The the kidnapping a girl that you like very much is legal. Now you're thinking, what? Yeah, if that's not weird enough, kidnapping also means that you've won her and have the right to marry her, provided that you're able to keep her as a hostage for three to five days. Now, now listen. See, what was the movie Borat? Borat. Yeah, Remember yeah. that movie? Yes. And he goes after um, Baywatch. What was her name? Pamela Anderson. Yeah, Pamelia. My Pamelia. I love that concept. Well, Why not, Nick? Look at all the time that you wasted in high school trying to get dates. Right? Think about it. I mean, you wasted an exceptional lot of time, but that's not normal. But yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, I was exceptional in that area. Yes. Well, thank goodness we live in a civilized society where you don't need to do that. Come on. In Malaysia. Yes. People find it completely reprehensible. And if you point your finger, mm-hmm. one of your fingers, if you point it at something, it's completely, completely reprehensible and upsetting to them. They think it's rude. Oh. But it's completely acceptable to use your thumb. Oh, <laughs> I'm so. Pause, folks. Yeah, you know what? When uh, when I do edit this uh, this show, 
I will leave that pause in there because I was wondering what the heck, how was he going to finish that one? I knew you were thinking I was going to say your wiry willy. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But it's your thumb. They point with their thumbs, which I was thinking about it. I was trying it. It is kind of weird. So, folks, if you're listening at home, try to point at things with your thumb. It's very easy to point at yourself, but it's not as easy to point at things. You know, yeah. you got to kind of do like me. My grandmother had something going there. She used to do that. She, when I get you, and she would point the thumb at me like the woman, okay. like the, the emperor from Star Wars. As you're explaining this, I'm doing this. Like I'm pointing with my thumb. It looks like I'm really, I'm dancing really badly. Like yeah, yeah. Well, that is true. If nobody's ever seen Nick dance, I have. Yeah. (laughs) In England, there is a championship for making the funniest face, which Roy and I are longtime champions. A a championship for making the funniest face. There's a rural English tradition celebrated since 1267. Mm. There even existed a world gurning championship in England in which participants make the most grotesque face possible. Now, you're thinking, how silly is that? That's a silly tradition. You couldn't be more wrong. Four-time world-gurning champion, four-time Peter Jackman, got his teeth removed to make his expressions easier. Yeah. Not just because he's a Jackman. No, or or he's from England. Yeah. Different strokes, you know, for Peter Jackman. Yes. (laughs) And for those of you who were listening to us in England, we would really, really like to have you back. We apologize for that. Yeah, uh, send that. it to nickandroy.com, nickandroy.com. Nickandroy.com. Listen, yes. in Japan, I have, like, it's kind of two together, so. Okay. In Japan, uh-huh. the only reason I have two together is because I'm still on the muscle relaxers, and I thought I had one, but no, no. <laughs> yeah, no, they're no In Japan, it is an amazing compliment to the chef or the restaurant. Pick up your bowl of soup or yeah. noodles. Yeah. And slurp it as loudly as you can. Can you imagine walking into a Japanese restaurant and these people are all complimenting the chef by slurping their soup, by tilting the bowl and sucking down the noodles? The old, the old uh, wiry willy suck a noodle. <laughs> I use suck a noodles. So, that's that's that number one. But mm-hmm. honestly, that is the truth. If you if you gingerly sip it they would think oh they're not happy so not not that's a pretty weird custom it is but in sri lanka Mm -hmm. this is the weirdest custom of all because nick you would be considered an insult there (laughs) not the first time why and not just from your appearance (laughs) (laughs) hey come on i'm a two-time champion gurning champion (laughs) without even trying yeah in Sri Lanka, it's considered an insult to eat with your left hand. Oh, no. Really? Yes. You're a lefty. Exactly. My wife is a lefty. You cannot eat or use your left hand for anything dining purposes. It is considered a major insult. So people that are left-handed and eat with their left hand will change and eat with their right hand so as not to insult the host. Well, what was really insulting was this. So for the longest time, for many uh, generations, and my mom would tell me stories that when she went to school in Italy, if someone was caught writing with their left hand, okay, this, you couldn't do this today at all. They would tie that, the, the student's left hand behind their back and they were forced to write 
with their right hand. Yeah. That's exactly how I got some of my dates in high school. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you hitchhike. She's a lefty. I'll take care of this. In Italy, especially, and maybe parts of Europe and other parts of the world. But if you wrote with your left hand, you were considered sinister that you came from the devil. That was the belief at that time. And my grandfather, my dad's dad, was left-handed, and they used to call him, his name was, was Nicola, Nicola the Sinistra, Nicola the Lefty. But not because it was nothing to do with his political views. It was because right. he wrote with the left hand, and he was Nicola the Sinistra. But he right, because they were afraid to call him Nicola the Devil because the whole family was lefties. Yes. <laughs> And the whole family was named after my grandfather, Nicola. You're listening to Totally Useless <laughs> Information with Nicola and Roy. We want to thank you very much for listening week after week. Again, reminder to go to our website, nickandroy.com. You click it's on Nicola. It's Nicola and Diacola. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> nickandroy.com. <laughs> Time for totally useless information with Nick and Roy as they present dreams. Wake up. Wake up. Dreams. <laughs> what was that? Isn't that nice? Yeah. That's how I wake up in the morning. <laughs> That's right. There's this growling noise. Turn my ears backwards, not to make myself deaf. Now that so that you know that um, that musical ditty is Brahms' lullaby. Because mm-hmm. somebody asked me, this is not like uh, someone. I was at a, uh, at a holiday party, and someone was asking. They love our show, and they were asking me, you know, some of the the jingles and stuff. I said, some of them Roy writes and and sing and sang, and and uh, some of it is our our uh, talented uh, voice lady. But um, that particular piece of music, Brahms' Lullaby, was written and dedicated to Brahms' friend, Bertha. You know, we all mm. have a friend, Bertha. Yeah, I think yeah. I had a friend once. A didn't big I, woman. Big was, woman. Wasn't, didn't I have, okay, didn't I have a, a girlfriend or at least a, a friend in high school that we call her Big Bertha? Anyway. Big Bertha. That's right. The old Bertha. That's right. So anyway, he dedicated that cradle song to his best friend, Bertha, on the occasion of the birth of her second son. He'd been in love with her since she was really young, and he constructed the melody of it to suggest, well, he really wanted her to sing the song with him. Oh, See? how nice is that? I have to tell a personal story. So we were in high school, and Nick asked this girl out or whatever the story was, and um, we, we, some of the people that were hanging out didn't know who this girl was, so Nick whips out this picture of him standing next to her, and one of these guys, his name is John Sericchio. <laughs> John says, she looks like she's burping. And that <laughs> was it. From that day on, we called that girl the burp. Right. And only because <laughs> that particular snapshot, literally a snapshot, looked like she was burping or about to burp or whatever. The poor thing. I can't figure out why they named me the stud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there weren't, any, there weren't any muffins around either. <laughs> yeah. All right, dreams. Let's go. We digress. Eighty percent mm-hmm. of newborns, yeah, dreams are during REM sleep. Eighty percent. That's a tremendous amount. I think we do ten percent. So newborns or preemies do eighty percent of their dreaming during REM sleep, which means they're in REM sleep for a very long time. So. My question when I was thinking about this was that sounds cool and everything, but what the hell are they dreaming about? I mean, they're a newborn. 
there isn't much going on. They don't have a schedule. They don't have any plans. Right. Yeah. You know, what the hell are they dreaming about? Like, Jesus was a dark tunnel. It was scary. <laughs> it was like, what was I, uh, like the a tunnel in the uh, in the animal section. It was the subnivian uh, zone. The subnivian zone. Yes. No, it was like, don't look at the light. Don't look at the light down the dark tunnel. You know, I mean. I and the babies come out with sunshades now. Oh, it's, it's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. They're all wearing designer glasses. Most yeah, <laughs> kids today. Uh, most experts believe that lucid dreams are the rarest type of dreams. While dreaming, you are conscious that you are, okay, you are conscious that you are dreaming, but you keep on dreaming. Got that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's very confusing. According to researchers, <laughs> according to these researchers. Nick, the muscle relaxes, remember? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who's taking them, me or you. Yeah, I'm taking muscle relaxers through 1,500 miles of osmosis. According to researchers, 55% of people experience these types of dreams at least once in their lifetime. So really, while dreaming, you're conscious that you're dreaming, but you keep on dreaming. I've done that, you know. All joking aside, I know people think I joke all the time. Yeah. But I have actually done that. Consciously dreaming that you're not, you know, what you just said. Right. Yeah. <laughs> not confusing at all. According to Plato, not to be uh, mistaken with his cousin Plato. No. <laughs> according, according to Plato, the Greek philosopher, mm -hmm. for those that don't know, dreams originate in the belly. And oh. he also said that the liver is a particular spot in the body of the seat of all dreams. So the, all the dreams get stored in the liver. They, they uh, begin in the belly and they get stored in the liver. Uh, which leads me to believe my scientific uh, estimate would be that Plato was an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can relate to that because when you, they say, he said, what well, he claims that dreams... What, you can relate to Plato or being an idiot? No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, when he's, <laughs> I'm not sure now. I have to think about that one for a moment. Uh, uh, when you <laughs> said he thought, or he believed that dreams start with from your belly. I have big dreams. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dreaming of smoking marijuana. Maybe I should slow it down for those who. What partake. do you mean dreaming? Get that out of your mouth. <laughs> dreaming. Okay, I'm gonna say this like. It, if you're dreaming of smoking marijuana, it means that you need to <laughs> escape from the daily stresses of life, man. A possible desire to reach a stage of higher consciousness. If you smoke weed in real life and dream about it, suggests that you come to terms with your problems. Some Ooh. side effects of dreaming of marijuana, sudden urge for snack foods. <laughs> really? <laughs> Which is another You dream about Doritos. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. And then you wake up and you uh, and you know what? You wake up and your fingers are orange. Totally blows your mind. Yeah, and you sit there and you're dreaming and you're like, did I just dream this like five minutes ago? Yeah! yeah. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> if men go on diet, okay? Yeah. They dream less about sex. And they dream more, I guess, about food. No, no, <laughs> no. But they, if they eat less, They'll dream less about sex. And if you listen to our show, we spoke about 
Nick's problem with nocturnal emissions. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're on a diet, you'll have less dreaming about sex, which, of course, will bring about less nocturnal emissions, which is considered, as disgusting as it sounds, a wet dream. But you will have less of them because you're eating less and you'll dream less about sex and more about a nice big T-bone. <laughs> Define T-bone. Yeah. If you go back to nickandroy.com, click on episodes, and you go to season six, episode 10, you'll find out more about nocturnal emissions. Now, now wait a second. Season six is how long ago, Nick? Last season, because we're now still in season seven. So, yeah, so Nick's had a bunch of nocturnal emissions since then. <laughs> You'll want to go back and find out what this is so you can realize how disgusting it is. Absolutely, 100%. <laughs> now, if you're dreaming, now, this is somewhat of a, a segue, I guess. If you're dreaming of a measuring tape, what are you measuring? If the item is too big or too the small. The wiggling willy? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So if you are dreaming of a measuring tape, it represents that you are comparing yourself to others. You may feel a bit insecure in trying to measure up to somebody. If that you, makes sense. Yeah, See, you, that makes sense. It does. Yeah. I like when they make sense like that because it opens up your mind. You're like, oh, wow. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You know? Not like this entire show. <laughs> no, totally useless information <laughs> with Nick and Roy. I mean, there are many, many studies done, you know, about dreams and why you dream and how you dream them and what they represent. There's a whole industry related to that. So it's pretty interesting, which is why I've been on a diet lately, so I haven't been dreaming much. No, know? not at all. Which goes back to Plato when he said it starts in the belly. Yeah, and Heidi Klum looks really refreshed. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Studies of dreams. Right. We we talk about it on the show. That's right. But we've never actually gone into the the actual word for that. Oh, there's the a word for that. Yes. It's one aerology. One aerology. One aerology. Okay. Yes. Study of dreams. It sounds like you're ordering something. I'll have one aerology, please, to go. Yes. Yeah. It sounds like you're going for something at the proctologist. <laughs> that's right. That's the that's the profession you start. I'll need a sample for that urology test. You know, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Can't put my can't quite put my finger on it. That's the kind of profession. And cough. That's the kind of profession you start on the bottom and you wind up there throughout your whole career. <laughs> if you're dreaming of macaroni, it sounds like that country where you got to point with your thumb. <laughs> that's right. The proctologist is inspecting. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> He's not rude, though, Nick. He's not rude. No, he's not at all. No, and if you're 15 minutes late in Venezuela, you're okay for your doctor's he's appointment. He's not rude. He's a little invasive, but not rude. That's right. <laughs> hey, he gave he gave the exam a thumbs up. <laughs> he gave his all. Nick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you dream of macaroni, like most foods and dreams, it's a symbol of nourishment for the body. It is something that in your life remains hard or stiff. Until it softens in boiled water, your emotions. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Ah, penne for your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And if you, you know, know what folks, I, I got to tell people this. Yeah. We don't write this stuff. No, no. These blistering feds <laughs> <don't> complain. 
in the orbital Why stream. Why is that about now? That's right. Has nothing to do with the muscle relaxers at all. Really, it doesn't. Or the thumb up, are you? Know <laughs> That's right. As you're listening to totally useless information with Nick and Roy, we often remind you and invite you to go to our website, and we tell everyone, yes, we do. Make it simple so that we can understand it. Nickandroy.com, and you click on contact us to email us. What's in the mailbag? What's in the mail? The show's gone off the rails. <laughs> like it was on the rails to begin with. The show starts off derailed. <laughs> what do you expect? Hey, Janet from St. Louis, Missouri. So thank you, Janet. Thank you very much. Uh, we're all over North America, as you know. Dear Nick and Roy, we discovered your show during the holidays. We were sick of listening to Christmas music that we decided and we decided really to look for podcasts. Our friends suggested we give you guys a try. Thank you to your friends. Well, we were blown away from the amount of information that you guys gives us that you give us in one show. It is a lot of information. It's a lot of useless information, but thank you. Here's, yeah. here's my question. I am half Scottish, yet I really don't know anything about the national flower of Scotland. And so you turn to us? Like, what's the matter with you? What's your name? What's your name? Janet? Janet. What? Janet, you came to the right place. That's I bet right. you Nick found something for you. Well, she says, can you guys help me? Thanks, and I look forward to hearing the answer. Well, Janet from St. Louis, Missouri, who's half Scottish. The National Flower of Scotland is a good glass of scotch. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's two glasses of scotch. What's the matter with you? You put a rose in a bottle of scotch, and then you eat it two days later. <laughs> <laughs> Suck on the petals, so to speak. <laughs> Hundreds of years ago, when Vikings invaded Scotland, they were slowed by the patches of wild thistle allowing oh. the scots time to escape because of this the wild thistle was named scotland's national flower is it a thorny flower you think i'm not sure but it's a white thistle well they're very good at wetting their whistle why not run through their thistle <laughs> yes <laughs> i have samantha samantha from lexington kentucky samantha's very proud of that she says i am from lexington kentucky okay and i have been samantha to lexington kentucky very beautiful place all thoroughbred horse racing the churchill downs is there and keen farm and keen racetrack really interesting place folks if you're in canada or the united states um it's a it's a nice trip so go to lexington kentucky Brought to you by the Lexicon. <laughs> yeah. No, but anyway, she says, y'all make me laugh so much. Oh. Do you think she actually did see us naked? <laughs> <laughs> yes. In our thistles. She said, yeah, she was watching our Wiggling Willies, but <laughs> love, 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 five loves your show. Hmm. I tell everyone. She probably told the person that you were. <laughs> yeah, probably. Janet from St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah. She said, want, want to listen to more. How do I listen to more? Well, of course, you go, Samantha, I don't know how you've heard us. You probably heard us on one of the podcast things. You go to NickAndRoy.com. All of our episodes are on NickAndRoy.com, plus the birthday messages are on Nick and Roy. Go to NickAndRoy.com. It's a cool website. There's pictures of us from high school. It's real, it's real cool. So, I, so, so here, anyway, yeah, go ahead. So go ahead. She says, I hear about the birthday message, mm -hmm. but I don't have a boyfriend or anyone else to buy one for me. 
to buy could one. you tell someone whoa, 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 to whoa, buy, buy what samantha listen she says could you tell someone to buy samantha from lexington to kentucky a birthday message my birthday is april 15th okay so i i, I i'm glad you clarified that because i thought samantha wanted someone to buy her a boyfriend no, she no, wants, no. She wants oh, no, no. to buy a birthday no, message. No, we get plenty of those at the border. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you go to nickeroy.com slash birthdays, and then so April 15th. So you just order it. All right. So this is for So April. now we need somebody to email us in that's interested in Samantha from Lexington, Kentucky, and wants to buy her a birthday message for April 15th. Oh. And Samantha, you better email us back. I need a year. Well, yeah, exactly. Because we customize, because it, we customize these shows by the year. Yeah, exactly. and then we'll try and we'll try and hook you up with somebody. Now, where, that? where is she from? What city in Kentucky? Lexington. Okay, because the way yeah. you said it two, three times before, I don't think your tongue reached the top of the roof of your mouth. I don't what, what Lexington? Yeah, you said Lexington. Something oh, okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's what Nick heard because he still got that joint sticking out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> On the show today, we talked about animals. We talked about customs and traditions, some weird, weird ones, and weird dreams. After all, it's time for the news. And now, from around the corner and around the world, this is TUI News. The snake had been stolen from a local pet store. Mm -hmm. Police discovered this during their investigation. While on patrol, a cadet member of the Hamilton Police, Hamilton, Ontario, is just the west of Toronto. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so you see, it's not just in Florida that these crazy things happen, okay? Hamilton, Ontario. Right. Police, okay. so a cadet member of the police, Hamilton Police, received a cold-blooded surprise. Shortly after 5 o'clock in the morning on a Thursday, because that's important, I guess, on a Thursday, police officers responded to a commercial break and enter after reports that someone had broken a window and went inside a store on King Street in Hamilton, King Street East. When the officers arrived, they arrested a man in his 40s and charged him with breaking and entering offenses. Simple enough, right? It was sure. then, it was then, at that very moment, while they were charging him with breaking and entering, that a green tree python slithered out of the suspect's jacket during the uh, arrest. He was hiding the snake. It was probably <laughs> in his trousers originally, and then made its way up through the coat. It was it, what kind of? It was a green, a green green tree? trouser snake. A green, <laughs> green eyed, no. green one eyed trouser snake. Green tree python. <laughs> green tree it was a, a, a pink one eyed trouser snake. Was it a flamingo? <laughs> According to police, the snake worth two thousand dollars had been oh, stolen. Oh wow! That's a pricey snake. It, it is. It's an expensive snake. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> is that by the inch? No. <laughs> They'll have to ask us. Uh, so this been... is a python in the man's jacket. That's right. That's why in he my stole the snake. According to police, this two thousand dollar snake had been stolen from a Hamilton pet store. So this is the space cadet. No, no, the Hamilton cadet, the, no, not space cadet. There's a cadet member. Maybe, maybe he's just a junior oh. officer. I don't know their rankings. Okay. I'm not okay. sure. But he's not a detective. No, no. But the he, police, that's why he didn't notice that there was a, a 30 foot python coming out of a man's jacket. Uh, it doesn't say how big it is. Did they say no? They just said a um, a green tree python slithered out of the suspect's jacket during the arrest. 
Yeah. Great, slowly. great writing, yes. Now, the police officers were accompanied by a member of its cadet program who was able to return the snake to its cage inside the store. Uh, so it was a pet shop. It was probably a pet shop. Like, I don't know why they didn't reveal that in the beginning of the story. But nonetheless, he must have been breaking and entering into the pet shop and stole the $2,000 python. According to the police, this is what they tweeted out. Our brave cadet used her asp baton to charm the snake back home. So, oh, this <laughs> so she charmed the snake by pointing it towards her ass and then, and then took it back to the cage by just tightening up, clenching the cheeks. No, she <laughs> used her asp baton. Clenched her cheeks and smiled. <laughs> and, and sure enough, the python went back home. Hamilton yeah. police say that the officers learned after the incident that although the snake wasn't venomous, this type of snake is dangerous. Oh, yeah. To which the cadet who discovered all this said, you never know what you'll discover on patrol. Yeah, but why did the, the guy stole it for the value, maybe? The $2,000? Maybe uh, someone... And they tweeted this out? Was that before the python ate the Tweety Bird? <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't say so in the story here, but the brave cadet used her asp baton to charm the snake back home. Oh, yeah. Yes, that's all the time that we have for this uh, episode of Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. We will scour the internet and other sources, as our staff does, to get you totally useless information for next time. Right. Until then, don't think you're going to steal a snake in Canada. You won't get away with it. <laughs> they send the cadets out. They're really on top of this stuff. <laughs> you can bet your ass, but they do. In fact, they just gave the Canadian police guns a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Stop or I'll shoot you with my ass. I'm Nick. <laughs> and I'm Roy. Thanks for listening. Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy is a production of NickAndRoy.com. Visit NickAndRoy.com to access the full library of episodes or wherever you get your podcasts.